Hello, friends, and welcome back to the While We're Waiting Hope After Child Loss podcast. I'm Jill Sullivan, your host and one of the co-founders of the While We're Waiting ministry. This is a podcast of stories, stories of devastating loss and grief and heartbreak and struggle, and stories of hope and healing and faith, and yes, even joy. Underlying every conversation is the hope we have in Jesus Christ, which makes it possible to not just survive the loss of a child, but to live well while we're waiting to see them again in heaven one day. You can learn more about our ministry and the free Bereaved Parent Retreats we host by visiting our website at www.whilewe'rewaiting.org. Welcome to episode number 153, which is a continuation of my conversation with my friend Linda Brown. If you missed last week's episode, you'll want to go back and listen to hear Linda share about the sexual abuse she endured as a child, some of the poor life choices that led to, the loss of her adult daughter Jessica two years ago, and how she has found freedom through a relationship with Jesus. Today, we extend our conversation to cover a wide range of very practical issues faced by bereaved parents. We'll pick up our conversation right where we left off last week. What advice would you give to somebody who is newly bereaved, someone who just recently lost their child and is maybe in the first weeks or months after their loss? Don't isolate. I believe God created us to be relational people. He created us to be relational people at the best of times, yeah. um, let alone when we're experiencing something like that. And because everybody is at a different place, I know the word has always been very important to me. I'd like to share a story about that later if I might. Sure. Um, so I had that foundation and uh, re- reading the word every day, not because it's a duty, because I love to, there's life in it. I, I would recommend immerse yourself in the word, no matter what that looks like, whether it's reading a scripture, a verse a day, God will speak to you. God will, yes. God will speak to you. He'll lead you to where you need to be. But there truly is life in the word. I will say this. I discovered that going to church, going to celebrate recovery, the things that I normally did, I, I did not realize how much emotional energy those yes. things take. Yes. And I had to take some time away from both of those things. I did I just didn't have it have it in me. And and that's okay. Yes. Not it forever. is okay. It is not okay. Forever, that's but, right. But for a season, if you if that's what you need to do because it is very draining. It is very mm-hmm. draining. Yeah, you only have so much emotional energy. And you have to be careful where you where you spend it. And I know for me going back to church was really really hard. So yeah, I mean, I think I think people can give themselves some grace in those areas. But like you said, it shouldn't be forever, but for a season. Um it's okay. <laughs> it's okay if you can't do those things. You mentioned how important the Bible is to you. Is there a particular scripture or a couple of scriptures that are just especially meaningful to you? So glad you asked. Here are two of the ones that um, I've just claimed. I mean, God spoke them to me. He speaks them to all of us, but um, he personally speaks to you. Ephesians 2.10 is one of them. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That's about purpose. It's forward-looking. It gives us hope. Yes. My purpose, the day before Jessica died, was the same as the day after she died. Her death and all that resulting pain and difficulty did not change my purpose. 
Right. Just to glorify God with whatever, whatever opportunity he puts in front of me. Another one is 2 Corinthians 12, 9. This is when Paul is saying that he's asked God to remove this thorn from his side. Three times he asked him to remove this thorn mm-hmm. from his side. But God said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul said, it's like I, I, I kind of picture a light bulb going off in his mind. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest on me. I've known that scripture for years, and I've had people tell me since Jessica died, God's grace is enough. Right. And that's a true statement. <laughs> but when God spoke it is when it became mine. Yes. I do boast about my weaknesses now so Christ's power can shine through me. Yeah. Exactly. We as bereaved parents have a platform um, because of what we've suffered that, I don't know, gives us some credibility when we talk about things like that with people. So I love that. I love both of those scriptures. Those are some of my favorite as well. Like you said, people sometimes say things to bereaved parents that maybe are not especially helpful. Like, oh, you know, God's grace is sufficient for you as if, you know, you're going to be fine. What has your experience been with some of the more maybe hurtful or inappropriate things that people have said? How have you dealt with that? I can't remember that anybody has really said anything to me. Well, I take it back. A person in my life that is in my life and I can't change it. So it's not like I cannot have anything to do with this person anymore. Person in my life, um, when they got or saw Jessica's death certificate, the death certificate says that the cause of death was a blunt force head trauma due to an automobile accident with a contributing factor of methamphetamine intoxication. Those are hard words to hear, even though I knew it, but still hard to see. But anyway, a person said to me, how could you let that happen? You live there. Oh, wow. I know. I know that I know. I know. I, I do not cause Jessica's death. That's She's right. 36-year-old woman who was making choices, living yes. her own life. And uh, I, and, and a matter of fact, she shot me out, as I mentioned. But mm. uh, I know. But still, there's sting there. There's sure. Sting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and anything else, I think, could not be anything that, Anybody so much said to me, but just an attitude you pick up on sometimes of been two years. Shouldn't she be getting over that by now? Yes. <laughs> yeah, the attitude mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and like I said, I don't know that anybody has said that to me, but I have heard them since Jessica died say it about other people. Sure. Sure. And sometimes people don't maybe say it directly, but you can just kind of tell from their attitude. They think you ought to be moving on. And we know that that from the loss of a child, you really don't move on. It's We can move forward, absolutely can move forward in our grief, but there's always those difficult days and, and things that continually bring that pain back. And, you know, on that topic, you think about birthdays and holidays and Mother's Day, which at the time that we're recording this is just a few days away. What are some ways that you have found to honor Jessica's life on those difficult days? Mother's Day, I, I honestly, at this particular moment, I wish it could go away. <laughs> yes. Oh, I think every bereaved mom feels that way. Yes. But, but it can't because I also have yes. a granddaughter in my home who just lost her mom. So I, yes. I, I, I can't pretend it. You know. uh, and I, I, 
I don't have a plan for Mother's Day, but I do know we have talked about the anniversary date of her death. Yeah. And Jessica uh, was a CNA um, at the local nursing home. And so sometimes Ashlyn, Ashlyn met those people. Yeah. And some of those people are, are still there. And uh, Ashlyn kind of has an affinity for elderly too. So we talked, okay, what could we do to honor your mom on this day? And she wants to go to the nursing home. So yeah. I think that's a fine thing to do. Yes. And on, on her birthday, um, or we're just, I'm just going to pick up all the grandkids and we're going to go somewhere fun for dinner. Yeah, perfect. Well, I love that um, Jessica's daughter is helping you think of what you can do to honor her mom and that you guys are going to do that together. That makes the day really special. You know, I think all of us who have lost a child kind of have this this very sharp dividing line in our lives, um, a before and an after. I know everything in my life, I, you know, I kind of separate into before Hannah and after Hannah. So talk about that. Talk about the before Linda and the after Linda. I kind of need to backtrack a little bit. Sure, absolutely. I'm going to backtrack about five years. My mom died many years ago, but it was in, I think, 2014. My dad was diagnosed with cancer. I'm the one that lives here, so I was the one that would take care of which I, I did joyfully anyway. But uh, I became his caregiver, and uh, and I worked, and it was it was very difficult. He, he lived for three years, and it was just a slow, you know, you know that process. Yeah. Very, and so then he, he passed away, and that was hard. And I was just physically and emotionally drained. And two months after that, uh, one of my brothers died. And um, meanwhile, I'm putting one foot in front of the other, right? Doing the sure. things. <laughs> yeah. And then two months after that, I, I had a breakdown. And uh, I just couldn't think. My brain was mud. Yeah. I got lost if I drove anywhere. I had to quit my job because I couldn't think. Wow. And um, it, was, it was very it was scary. It was very scary because I felt like I was free falling. And um, I couldn't read my Bible anymore. I, I love a talked about loving the word. Um, I love to read through the Bible and I couldn't, couldn't, I mean, I could read, I could read the words, but I could read a paragraph and you asked me what I said and I had no earthly idea. So I, I started reading devotionals. I remember reading Jesus calling and some other devotionals. They're short, they're short and they always have scriptures incorporated in them. And sometimes, you know, a scripture just kept, catches your attention. Right. And I, would write whatever that scripture was that spoke to me. I would get a uh, three by five note card and write it down. And I used pretty gel pens. I don't know why they just brought me some kind of small measure of joy to use them pretty sure, gel yeah. pens. And, and I would write that scripture. And I have this, I can't really describe it, but I have this uh, wooden frame about four feet tall. And uh, I started clipping those scriptures to it. And so then every morning when I'm reading my devotional, I'll read those other scriptures. I'll read them out loud. Yeah. I would read them out loud. And in the course of about a year, this is what I feel like happened. God rewired my neural pathways. He did it with the word. That's yeah. why I say the word. And the scripture says the word is alive, but it really is yes. alive. And so I went through that experience. And I believe that that was three years before Jessica died. Uh, that whole situation happened. Sure. And I believe that helped prepare me. Mm for when Jessica. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. 
think about your relationship with God since Jessica died. How has your, or, or what have you learned about the character of God? Maybe, maybe throughout your life, because you've had so many experiences in your life. What, what have you learned about the character of God? I've learned that he's good. He gave me this two week long revelation one time that he is good. Yeah. No matter what. And this was before any of this had ever happened. My life was pretty serene <laughs> until 2017. But he is good. No matter what I see, no matter what's going on around me, God is good. Period. God is good. And uh, that wasn't just mental ascent. It was heart revelation. It was spirit yeah. revelation. Yeah. And uh, God is still good. Hard things happen. God is still good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that has been uh, pretty huge in my life. Um, he's faithful. I struggle with anxiety. I go to the Word, and uh, and I talk to God, and every time, every single time, He speaks something to me, or um, I mean, leads me to something in the Word, or just reminds me of something that I already know. Right. But when uh-huh. you're in the middle of something, you know, sometimes they'll, you know, those things aren't at the forefront of your mind. And sometimes God will bring those yes. to my mind and to my remembrance. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. That's, I appreciate that. Now, you mentioned earlier when we were talking that you facilitate our brand new while we're waiting support group for bereaved moms in your hometown there in Ash Grove, Missouri, near Springfield, which is pretty big town. If a mom who's listening today came to one of your meetings, what would she experience there? She would experience welcome and acceptance and peace and because Every it's a be- the beauty of the whole while we're waiting ministries. Everybody has a different experience. Yes, everybody. And I don't know. I've listened to all the podcasts, and I don't know that I've ever heard one that was exactly like mine. But I feel accepted that I can share mine, even so. Yes, and that yes. I would just be accepted. Yeah. And, I, and I feel that. Yeah, and I love that you're willing to share your story. The really hard and difficult and ugly parts and and talk about Jessica's story because not everybody has a clean and tidy story you know and um, I hope as people listen to you share today they'll see that God welcomes all of us and that everybody you know whatever your story is it's it it can be redeemed um, through the Lord and that's I think I just think you're a beautiful picture of that So one more question that I always like to ask. You've talked about music a little bit. You mentioned the playlist. So I know music is an important part of your healing journey. What are some of the songs that have been most helpful to you? I know I'll speak about the playlist. Some of that was stuff I hear on the radio, Christian music I hear on the radio. But some of it was not familiar to me. And it wasn't until I got home and got on Spotify and, and, you know, subscribed to that playlist that I heard some, and I, especially in those first weeks after the retreat, I just listened to it over. Cause that was when I was still feeling, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and coming to a new place yeah, in myself with myself. But I discovered Andrew Peterson. I'd never yes. heard of him. And he has some beautiful, beautiful songs on there. And sometimes I look up the lyrics cause you don't necessarily catch them in the songs. So I would look them up so I can just think about them and, and, and really understand what the lyrics are saying. 
and beautiful, beautiful things. And even before I went to the retreat, this is actually probably just weeks after Jessica died, a song came on the radio that I'd probably heard 50 times, and it was called Symphony. And it was by Switch. And I'm going to read some of the lyrics. It's talking about uh, being overwhelmed by the thoughts that are shouting at you. Because even in the madness, there is peace drowning out the voices all around me. Through all of this chaos, you were writing a symphony. Mm. Oh, I love that. Through all of this chaos, you were writing a symphony. Mm. Yeah. That that's that says a lot, you know. Just thinking about the child loss journey and and how chaotic it is, and how some days you just can't see past what's right in front of you, and everything just feels so crazy. But that God is making a symphony out of it. Hmm, I love that. I'm going to hold on to that right there. I'm going to have to look up that song because I don't know it. Um, the playlist that Linda's referring to is a playlist that was created by Scott Harmoning, one of our While We're Waiting facilitators. And it's available on Spotify, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes because it's just a very carefully curated list of songs that are specifically for bereaved parents. They just speak to the heart of a bereaved parent. And so I'll make that available in the show notes. So thank you for bringing that up. That is something during the breaks uh, and free times at our refuge, we will play that over the speakers at the refuge. And yeah, there's some great songs on there. Andrew Peterson has some really good stuff that just really speaks to, again, the heart of a bereaved parent. So thanks for, thanks for sharing about that. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up our conversation today? I, ha- I said this in a devotional. Never mind, it fell out of my brain. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, you mentioned that you do write devotionals. Is there a, a place? Do you have a blog or where do you post those or do you just write them for yourself? How can people find your devotionals? I usually put them on Facebook. Okay. Like All right. right now. God may lead me somewhere else. I kind of hope he does. The uh, Assemblies of God uh, women's leaders have a blog, and and they asked if they could post one of my recent devotionals. So that was kind of a blessing. Yeah, sure, sure. So I can, would it be all right if I give people your Facebook information so they can friend you and and get access to your devotionals? Okay. I'll put that in the show notes as well. So if you get some strangers <laughs> asking to be your friend, vet them a little bit first, but then, yes. uh, yeah, they probably are coming from this podcast. So, all right. Well, thank you so much, Linda, for joining me today and for sharing your story and for telling us about Jessica. Um, obviously, the two of you had a very special relationship, and I know you miss her so much. And um, I'm thankful that God chose you to be her mom. Thank you. I'm very thankful for that, too. And I'm very thankful just for your gracious, gentle manner. I love you, Jill. Oh, love you, too, friend. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the While We're Waiting, Hope After Child Loss podcast. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please take just a moment to leave a rating or a review, and please feel free to share it with someone you know who might be helped by it. We're so grateful for all of you who come back and listen every week, and those of you who may be listening for the very first time. I hope God has used it to encourage you today and to help you live well while you're waiting.